Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Sasha. And I'm Colin. This week, some dude gets fired for saying some terrible things. Some dude crashes our podcast and asks us weird things. And some dudes get signed on deadline day in MLS. story i was like how am i going to be a sober person with an eight and a half hour layover hi guys notch here i am sitting at the cafe um neuensee in the Tiergarten in berlin right by the water got me some pilsner ariel sitting here with some hefeweizen and we've just come from the museum district in berlin and you know, visiting the Neuss Museum in Berlin made me think of some questions for you. And I know you guys have been missing my questions. You know, so many episodes without not, so many episodes without not, just wonderful questions. And I thought I would record one for you. So, at the Neuss Museum, I saw the famous bust of Nefertiti, uh, Egyptian queen, and the bust of Akhenaten, her husband. And I wanted to ask you guys... If you could create a bust of someone in your lives, family, friends, someone that you know in person, not celebrities, whose bust would you create to display in your home? Now, now, no uh, partners in this, no wives, no, um, no podcast host who's not there, no pandering basically. Uh, but yeah, if you could make a bust of someone in your life and display it in your home, who would it be? Who was that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard that voice in my life. I can't recall. I, I don't understand who he's talking about. I will say you this. the bust on somebody? I don't think that's appropriate for the podcast. Yeah, like, oh, it's an audio mean, medium, so even if we... I, no, I just... Yeah, yeah I mean, you'd you probably still be able to hear it. Um, it. One thing that I... One thing that I would say about <laughs> this, this question... Um, Despite knowing what a bust is, he did not specify um, what part of the person this bust would be. Because if the bust is the bust, then it's a much different answer. I, I thought busts had to be the head, but it really can be any any body part. I mean, they're supposed to be the head, but... Oh, you're okay. I think we're, it, it, we're putting too many dimensions in this. Yeah, this is, I, I suppose. Um, like... Does that be someone that we know in life? Or just someone that we're aware of? Um, I, assuming that's someone that we know, like... Uh, oh, yeah, we have to know well, I was going to pay Christian and all those terrible busts. Oh. Where he's all cross-eyed. Yeah. yeah. That'd be um, hilarious and fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, God. I'm Probably... Gonna, I'm going to go with a dumb answer, maybe, but my dog, Liney. Aww. who passed away a couple years ago Aww. but he was my dad from when i was 14 till when i was 26 yeah 25 i honestly would also go with one of my dogs danny Aww. um danny's who, awesome yeah although i i didn't mention this when we were in the stands during the open cup i was getting texts from my wife the whole time about how he was like having really difficult time moving and oh, no. stuff Turns out he's got old dog syndrome, which is a thing that is actually what it's called. That's not what someone says, like, oh, he just has old dog syndrome. No. Like, oh, that's why he's moving around slowly. No. no? Okay. Because well. it, basically it's this, like, relapsing, remitting course of vertigo that, like, pops up for a week and then disappears again. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah. So like he's been stumbling around like a drunk for the last week or so. And he looks I feel so bad for him. But the way that his head is turned is like the like stupid dog looking up for a treat at all times. Yeah. And it's so adorable. So that would be the exact bust that I would have. Sasha, who you got? I would pick my best mate, Peter, because now that he's married, naturally he doesn't have time to hang out and do all the fun things the bachelors do. So I would just take the bust with me. And I'd be like, Peter, you're here in spirit. I mean, are you planning on taking the bust like weekend at Bernie's style? Cause I mean, if that's what it takes. But I mean, that, that might be more effort than I'm willing to put, put into it. Yeah. I mean, like, you could just have Peter's bust there and yeah. be like staring off into space or something. Yeah. So Notch apparently has an answer, but I don't really think that we want to know what it is. So fuck that guy. Let's move into our <laughs> first segment and we're going to change curious, things actually. up a little bit. We're going to go back and not look back in anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC. We look forward, only forward, good God, only forward, or at least look further back, slightly further back (laughs) so we can look forward and then not bother with the less further back. Most recent. There we go. Minnesota United FC are in the Open Cup final, everyone. Yeah, it still feels weird to say. It feels like so, so, so long ago that that happened because, I mean, our last episode came out on that day. Yeah. Like hours before the game started. Yeah. And like life is a brutal hellscape that weeks feel like years. I had a very nice week, but enough well, about me. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota United 2-1 win over the Portland Timbers. I'm I'm shook. I do not know what is going on with Minnesota United suddenly succeeding i feel like it was destined to happen like you watch the wins that we were getting and like the results we were getting in away games and then you know last week sunday Portland was in town and we took it to them and there was a lot of controversy over the calls and then you know we had a second chance we had a second chance to prove ourselves and we did and uh if I'm wrong, portland has never gotten any points in minnesota i'm pretty sure that's I'm correct i'm fairly certain you were right about that so no ties, no yeah. wins, all losses here in the Twin Cities. Yep. And uh, in, in this game, yeah. uh, another penalty, some more straightforward and Far more clear straightforward. than yes. the one on Sunday. Yeah, very, uh, very obvious handball. Darwin Quintero slots at home. But then uh, controversy in the stadium that became a lot less controversial when people actually watched it. Um, Michael Boxel held Brian Fernandez onside. Barely, but he was definitely on. Yeah, like you could see Boxel's entire foot holding him on. And yeah. it, it was really fun harassing the referee <laughs> really when we was. thought that he was offside, despite the fact that, you know, depth perception is a problem in the Wonder Wall. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a weird angle. It, yeah. The judge it, offside, in my defense. I yelled some things I'm not proud of. Yeah, you did. Not enough bombs, but really, nothing. yeah, like, yeah, horrible. I mean, don't worry. Like, we'll talk about people yelling things at referees that were a yeah. lot worse. I'm saying the much <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, um, but then, second half comes around, 
it looked like Minnesota were maybe a little bit better. And then that ball to Mason toy over the top was just scintillating. Yeah. Trevor Molino perfectly weighted ball to uh, Mason toy one touch in the outside of his boots, then hurls it around a bewildered Steve Clark yeah. into the back of the net and chaos ensued in the wonder ball. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, joy, ecstasy, everything happening. Yeah. But also, I quickly realized after we scored, oh shit, we have like 20 more minutes. This yeah. Game. <laughs> that was a very oh, long 20 no. minutes. Yeah. Um, quite a bit of action on the far end. Uh, four minutes, five minutes stoppage time. In the seven minute stoppage time, Portland hits the post. Yeah. Clearly should have scored that, on that play. I think it was either Valeri or Blanco with the shot. Or just a deflection off Manone, then off their knee, off the post, and then to Mettenire, who cleared it yeah. into the sun. Yes. Um, some excellent plays at the very end, and it, it took producer Nick about 10 minutes to book his flight to Atlanta, which he had apparently looked up shortly after the second goal. Which we give him credit for. He did not book it at that point. If yeah. he had booked it, we would, would have lost immediately. Exactly. So thank you, Predator. Yeah. Nick. Good job, Nick. Um, but the, the team that nobody out. wanted, the team that was almost defunct, the team that almost lost its name, the team that was the worst expansion team in MLS history, is now going to the US Open Cup final. How's it feel, Sasha? I feel like if you look at the story about our first game in MLS. The snowy game at home where we lose to uh, Atlanta, and that was humiliating. And I feel like this is this is the end of that story. We're going to Atlanta. We're gonna finish it. We're gonna win the cup. Ooh, and I, wow. I mean, and I'm always wow. going to be confident because, like, <laughs> yeah. you've got to be co- like, if you're in the final of anything, you have to be confident right now. Like, I'm, I'm a Minnesota fan. I cannot. Yeah, like, I'm gonna be towering in fear for 90 plus minutes. I, I'm, Look, I'm just Alonzo doesn't back down, back down. Boxall doesn't back down. Like, you gotta be like that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They've gotta be like that. Yeah. We don't have to do anything. Again, I'm gonna be towering We're, yeah. in the corner. Yeah. not to the face. Where is the, the stark, strong, like, northern pr- person I know is in there? Like, the north remembers, and we are going down there, that marching into King's ago. Landing, I'm in the, I'm in and the, we are taking our, like, what is Sasha, what is you've due. listened to this show. You realize <laughs> that I don't watch Game of Thrones. I have indoor plumbing and heating now. Like, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it, I'm, it's, I'm really, yeah, it, it's really difficult as Minnesotans to reckon with the fact that we have a chance at success. Like, I will start celebrating ten minutes after the final whistle if we win. Like they might they might pull it back. Who knows? They might they might yeah. pull it back. They might have a call later. I yeah. don't know. It might be like a very, very late VAR call. Yeah. Who knows? I I, I mean <laughs> I'm no, I'm being I, I facetious, get, obviously, yeah. but still uh, that's how I yeah. approach this like, game. No, as as an Arsenal fan, I understand like being skeptical <laughs> and me. worried. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like I think we're out of the dark ages and I really, I hope I'm not jinxing us. Like blame it all oh. on me. If we don't fucking win it, like you heard it here first. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'll, I'll hang for Go it. hunt but. Sasha down. <laughs> so <laughs> unfortunately it wasn't all roses for the loons this week. We should mention this real quick. August 26th. It's a Tuesday at Atlanta is the final. I don't believe that we are recording on that Tuesday. We will not be. No, if I mean, we we'll are, be, I will not be there for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, we'll I'm also sick. be uh, short a producer and some guy that we've 
lost uh, who likes track asking of. us weird questions about yeah. busting or whatever <laughs> busting makes me feel good anyway <laughs> you can just uh, go with bust a move had to go on so <laughs> fc dallas five minnesota united three on the weekend in mls play how much do we want to talk about this game i think we should put it into perspective first off this is third game in seven days right that's Correct. that's hard even by european standards uh, we had to make changes to the roster. Seventeen players in the game day roster out of a possible eighteen. That should say something. Yeah, and two of those played against both uh game. Uh, actually, all 180 minutes against the Portland in the Portland games this past week. Um, Botsy and Manone, the only holdovers, uh, holdovers from those two games. Yeah. Otherwise, fully rotated squad. I think this game, time to know what Sasha says, we put in perspective. This game shows us how good our midfield has become. Because let me tell you something: Schuler, Martin, and Olam ain't it. No, no, they are not. They're not. Colin Martin, I think, had a couple of good passes. Um, his assist to Ethan Finley was fantastic. I, I think it shows he's not in the right role. He's he's st- he's always been more of a ten. Yeah, he's, he's more of a ten. We're playing him as a sit slash eight and that's not what he is correct he has that ability to play those balls that can open up a defense yeah i do he think have that chance yeah he is he's something of a poor man's young gregus in that sense he's he, a little more defensive yeah but a little bit definitely more attack minded right and when you have that kind of midfielder not next to a guy named ozzy alonzo midfield's gonna struggle exactly i i want to point out an issue that some stuppid person at E Pluribus Lunum had with this game, specifically that Vito Minone was starting instead of Bobby Shuttleworth for some reason. Um, Vito had a bad game. I don't think we can dispute that. There were multiple shots and he probably could have saved fizzing around the ball or around the box that he could have done better with. But it's hard to separate how much of that was a really bad defense and a midfield that just was not controlling any runs from Dallas's end. Yeah. You're, you're starting Carter mainly on the right and no like shade on him at all. He's a great player for, for Madison. Yes. He's been one of the best players all year. Yeah. And he showed that that's probably where his level is. He might do better in the future, but right now yeah. he will sell at that level. Right. He, I think is responsible for at least one of the goals, but at the yes, same indeed. time, Vito's been playing nonstop for the past, what, five months? Thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to just write that off for Vito. Like, there were some elements of that game, especially passes right in front of the goal mouth that yeah. he had difficulties with. That's been an issue for him all season. But I don't think anyone, any other goalkeeper on our team will do better at that. Right. Yeah, you have to, again, keep all of it in perspective. Asani Dotson with an absolute banger in this Only game as well. Sonny Dotson scoring bangers. Sonny Dotson scoring bangers. That's all he does that. now. Good work. <laughs> Very good work. Um, the other terrible part of this game, uh, Mason Toy. Dude. Yeah. The fuck are you doing? It's hard. Yeah. You gotta remember he's a twenty year old kid who in his first game for us made the 
hand across the throat motion and then shush, shush the Orlando crowd. Yeah. You might be a little bit of a punk. And as long as you didn't I stop think, doing shit like this, yeah, I'll I think be okay it is it. very clear that Mason Toy has a bit of a punk ass side in him. So, what is to stop spitting on people and get into more idol shows? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you need to figure out a way to involve them in the punch scene. Yeah. Like, channel your anger in ways that are more constructive. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can tell Mason Toy to do. Because yeah. what he's done this year has been quite something for a 20 year old who was unable to even score in usl last year he scored once for the switchbacks but that yeah not consistently obviously but at the same time yeah he's 20 years old he was the first ever one and done in mls history for college players and he needs some maturing to do obviously yeah and as long as the team can and the leaders on the team like uh it was darwin and who else Olam. Olam, surround them immediately. It, they need to sit him down and be like, hey, yeah, obviously what we did was wrong, apologize, and also never fucking do it again. Yeah. And hopefully the suspension that he is bound to get... At least two games. Yeah, it's it's going to be far more than the uh, one for a straight red. Um, credit to Reggie Tannen for not retaliating. That's yeah. a lot of uh, maturity from him, and honestly, probably between two future possible olympic players yeah like they teammates well, he, a, he came out the next day and he apologized which sh- he like, did he did yeah and that is significant significant considering there are some coaches who couldn't come out and do that this week and they paid for <laughs> oh, it oh trust me <laughs> yeah. we will no, talk and, about it uh, some of the fc dallas media kind of came out and said that's you know good for him for doing that yeah. for apologizing but you know he still did the action yeah he shouldn't make it a habit obviously yeah. and that's something that he needs to work on is his temperament. We love him when he scores and he gets all excited and does a little Murata dance, maybe a little more of the Murata dance and like chill vibes. Yeah. You know what? Big Island, Big Ultras. Island Ultras. Get at your boy. Get at Mason Toy. Get at some Hawaiian shirts. Get in those chill vibes. Yeah. Um, no, uh, some, maybe some uh, virgin daiquiris or pina coladas. Yeah. Like virgin, obviously, because yeah, he, he's one years old. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, really don't want that dude showing up hungover. No. Training. Uh, with that, let us move into our next segment, the championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss the American top leagues, NWSL and MLS. First up, NWSL action, some midweek games in this one. Cascadia Derby, Rain FC winning 1-0 over Portland. I am not, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This game was garbage. This was not a very good I mean, game to um, watch looking at the notes for nvsl not a lot of exciting games maybe one further on the line but between this one and then utah being the sky blues three nothing kind of par for the course for sky blues and for utah yeah um with with the rain fc game big controversy tobin heath was brought down in the 16th minute was not called a penalty that was really Portland's best chance to get a foothold into the game. Um, Rain FC scored a just brutally poor goal in the 55th minute uh, via Ellen White. I'm sorry, but it, it was not good. Um, some last gasp defending for Rain FC late on could not get Portland back into it. Uh, Utah, as Caleb mentioned, three no win over Sky Blues. Not yeah. at all surprising, even though it did stem the tide for Utah. They had 
been winless in six games before this, but Kristen Press just did well, what she does. Yeah, and she's been fantastic fantastic this season, storing all the weak candidates every week. And when you're on a winless streak, the team you want to play is Sky Blues. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, at, at one point, I mentioned this in the notes, really the only good thing that Sky Blues did was keep Kristen Press from getting a hat trick late on. She had like five or six very good goal chances <laughs> that were defended nicely. Speaking of good chances, uh, Sam Kerr scored none of them, and yet Chicago Red Stars still beat Washington Spirit one nothing On the road, no less, um, Yuki Nagasato had the lone goal for the visiting Red Stars. Uh, Casey Short had an excellent cross over to Nagasato for that one. Red Stars have won their last five games, outscoring their opponents 10-1. There's still my pick to win it all. Probably a and fair one. For a while, so... Yeah. Don't fat check me on that one if I just recently on the bandwagon. I've been on there forever. Anyway, sure, <laughs> Houston sure. won, Orlando nothing. Uh, Marta sent off. No uh, two players for Orlando Man. got sent Julie off. King. Julie King got sent off for dog zone the 61st. Then Marta, after a pretty clear-cut penalty for Houston, um, just gets into a shoving match. Gets, oh, you don't want to do that. Yeah, gets her marching orders. Uh, Rachel Daly ended up finishing that penalty in the 87th minute. This was another one of those kind of poor advertisements for the league. Um, slightly better, but in and this is different ways. Exciting game to me, at least. Yeah, um, it was certainly an exciting game. Um, Portland with a 2-1 win at home over the North Carolina Courage. The Thorns sold the fuck out of Providence Park. Yeah, 25,000 strong for this game. That is ridiculous. Um, the rematch of the NWSL championship um, saw Kristen Hamilton's cross to Lynn Williams eventually set up Crystal Dunn for a fourth-minute goal. Uh, but the Courage then scored two more against themselves. Own goal, rearing the, it's utterly had again. Yeah, I mean, like, own goal has been... Just so prolific in so many leagues this year. I like, mean, it scored in... Own, own goal for the Ballon d'Or. That's scored, what I say. It scored the first goal of the Premier League season yeah, this year. Yeah. For Liverpool. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. To do that and then come back and play in the NUSL, which I don't know how that works, but you know, more part yeah. to them. I mean, like, <laughs> I know at least when Steph LeBay tried to play in both men's and women's games, she wasn't allowed to, and that was just in the PDL. So... Um, Steph LeBay, um, she failed to catch a cross that was in, heading towards Haley Rasso, ended up punching it into her own net. It was one of those days for her. Um, Rasso then forced another own goal. Um, she bounced the ball into Abby Dahlkemper, who then bounced it into Abby Urseg's chest. As Dahlkemper was falling over LeBay, that ended up being the winner for Portland. Oof. Yeah. Uh, last game of the week for NUSL, Rain FC losing to Utah 3-1. Utah using that bounce from Sky Blues to two wins in a row. Yeah. Moving on to MLS action. Uh, the lone midweek game, NYC with a 3-2 win over Houston. It was really one-way traffic for NYC for a lot of this game. Matriza um, dribbled along with... All of New York City FC uh, through the Dynamo back line in the 16th minute to open up scoring. But then NYCFC legend Tommy McNamara 
had himself a game against this former club. Yeah, um, he had a great game, but unfortunately for Houston and Tommy Mack, Ramon Kyoto sent off in the 31st minute for doing the people's elbow. Is that right? Um, I Initially, I thought it was a punch, but turns out, yeah, like that was just how big of an elbow that was into Raul Madaria's like, back of his head. I, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. And so was the ref that sent off for that. Very Only much so. with 10 men with an hour to go yeah. uh, in New York City. And plenty of chances, but Houston pull ahead, actually. 77th minute. Bullet from Mauro Minotas from top yep. of the box. But Tati Cassianos, 82nd minute, 93rd minute. That's a brace notch. That is a brace person that we don't That's know anymore. Strange voice at the beginning of this recording. Yes, indeed. Um, winning it for the home NYCFC. Uh, Seattle Sounders with a 3-3 draw against the New England Revolution and Sasha, this I, was a crazy, yeah, crazy game. This, is this, was, this was a game this. where it started and you felt confident about the Sounders. You're like, okay, the troubles of the past are behind us. We're going to go forward. We're going to take it all. We're going to make it to the final. Nope. Second minute <laughs> goal for Jordan Morris, well, right? Harry Ship, just excellent run by Morris. I will say yes. that. But moves just well for a refrigerator. Yeah. Um, but Michael Mancian kind of strangely awarded a goal in the 27th minute. Um, VAR concluded that there was not, in fact, a foul in the box that would have uh, nullified that one. Kind of a controversial call was not the only time that VAR was consulted to take or give a goal in this one. Yeah, and I think looking at this game, you can see how far New England had come from the beginning of the season once Brutus Arena showed up. You can also see how... Seattle's defense has how far they have come and not in the right direction. Yeah. With can, Ro, uh, Roman Torres up for a few more games, eight more games. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, Gustavo Bo just posterized Kim Kihi in this one. Um, got in between him and Xavier Ariaga. I, Sasha, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Seattle team really needs an injection of talent on the back line definitely you're we're definitely feeling the the lack of torres right now yeah like i i think they really need a shot in the arm or something <laughs> shot in the arm not filled with steroids yeah yeah you know <laughs> like i mean you you kind of open the door for me right there and I'm doing, yeah that's what you were looking for i'm it, happy it, to walk right through it exactly was oh, awesome so, awesome awesome um yeah um, but honestly both these teams should have won this game in different times Rui Diaz is missing chance of a chance late when it's tied 3-3. And then a shot, I think it was by Teal Bunbury, maybe with Gustavo Bo, straight into Stephen Fry's chest. Yeah. Stoppage time. Yeah. It was almost Scott Sterling-esque. But Just, you it, know, a yeah. couple inches lower. Yeah. Like, thankfully, yeah, thankfully, it was sternum. Um, the hell is real Darby was real ugly. Yeah, the hell was on, uh, was on the field. Yes. Uh, 2-2 draw between Columbus and FC Cincinnati. Um, should mention beforehand, bunch of deadline day moves. Uh, Cincy, they signed former U.S. men's national team player Joe Gio from MSV Duisburg of the third division in Germany. Uh, How Joe, the mighty Joe have Gio fallen. Has, he was at Dortmund. Injuries have kind of just ravaged his career. He was looking promising and possible men's national team call up, and now he's 
Yeah, now he's, he's not close to that. Yeah, let's just be honest. Yeah, now he's uh, probably on senior minimum salary. Um, they also loaned in Derek Etienne Jr. from Red Bulls. Weird move from the Red Bulls perspective. Move. Weird I, move for Red Bulls, I think. Yeah, I he wasn't getting enough playing time. There is an option to buy in there. I think this is probably a better move for Cincinnati. Um, in any case, Cincy, two goals in the first 22 minutes, uh, Darren Maddox and Manu Ledesma, but really one-way traffic for Columbus after that. I mean, before that, too, both of those were just thrown to play. Yeah, certainly were. Um, Vanderwerf kind of sort of knocked over Jesse Zardes in the box for a penalty right before halftime. Pedro Santos, excellent power curl in in the 61st stoppage time was Zardes Tasket saved twice once deflected into the crossbar by Zardes Preston Teton had a good few minutes there but I mean it's the first th- time for everything yeah like this is what happens when you really need to rely on Jossie Zardes you end up looking like Columbus uh, TFC with a 1-1 draw against Orlando uh, really not a whole lot going on here. Really um, both teams garbage game. Toronto's struggling real bad. Orlando. Um also, also not, I mean, are they in the playoff picture? I, I need to Everyone is in the that. playoff picture at this I point. Guess. I guess. Nothing but, is certain. We live in a land of ambiguity. Sure. <laughs> um but have uh Troydener's soccer team. Yeah, the only thing that is certain is that LAFC is gonna at the shield and Cincinnati is going to be the worst. Yes. Um, a <laughs> couple of super sub goals. Uh, Benji Michelle um, came out for Rubinho in the 68th and scored Orlando's first in the 69th. Nice. Patrick Mullins came on for Marky Delgado in the 73rd, scored in the 77th. Josie Altidore looked like Jossie Zardes in this game as well. Um, his couple of chances were horrendously off target skc with a 2-1 loss at home against the now interim coached by freddie juarez real salt lake um turns out the f in mike effing petke stands for fired so mike fired in petke sure that works <laughs> i mean we saw this coming right i think the reason for salon yeah. just he was either investigation's sake into their legal into, into his legal recourse where they could sue them for wrong determination if they fired him. Yeah, probably. Um, the long and short of it, um, Pecky was offered the chance to resign with, I think, some sort of six figure payout. Uh, he declined that, so RSL just straight up fired him. Man. Pecky if I was now, offered a set figure payout to resign, I would definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, Pecky now <laughs> claims that uh, sometime after he uh, went on his tirade against Panamanian official John P.T., um, that he signed some sort of agreement uh, to continue as the RSL coach. Nobody knows what that agreement was. It's very clear that this is going to end up in a lawsuit and it's probably clear that whatever morality clause is in Mike Pecky's contract is probably going to come into play to keep him from making the six-figure payout that he could have gotten. So would have been so much easier. Really would have. RSL celebrated by winning this game. Yeah. Uh, two goals for Corey Baird. Um, that's two. That's a brace. That that's is a brace two. indeed. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of two and speaking of uh, leaving in braces, uh, Daniel Shallowy went two feet studs up into Demir Krylock, promptly sent off. I mean, cl- it was clear. Daniel Shallowy has been an abject figure this entire season. It, it's it's he's been supposed to be the starter of the future. He's still what twenty one years old. Yeah, two rumored to be going off to a championship club. Just nothing. And then this year, just can't hit the brush out of barn. I heard one actually can't hit the uh, can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. I don't know what it means, but it sounds great. Why are you hitting a cow's ass with a banjo? Don't ask questions, Colin. God damn it! Let me just use my dumb idioms. Hey, I mean, (laughs) at least my questions are better than that one dude that was at the start of the show. I don't know who that was, but it was a terrible, oddly sexual too. I mean, why are we taking questions from strangers? Yeah, that's the that's the best question exactly. right there, Sasha. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, with that, why don't we take a quick break? We will be right back at you with more. We call it soccer. All right, great answers, guys. And uh, just for the record, I would put a bust of. Uh, you know, let me let me give you Ariel's answers first. She said Beyonce and Lizzo because she didn't listen to the instructions and decided to do celebrities. <laughs> But I think if I had to put up a bust of someone I have met and known in real life, I would do producer Nick because his sound drops during our episodes are so legendary. You know, I'd just be like, hey, have you listened to my podcast? You know, the guy who says the championship is a game. That's that's him right there. That's his bust. And, you know, I mean, who doesn't want producer Nick staring at you while you do work? All right, guys, have a good episode. All right, back in Berlin, and I wanted to give you all a recap of the game in Amsterdam that I visited where FC Ajax played um, FC Emin. I believe it actually is Ajax FC. But anyway, Ariel, who's sitting here with me, also went to the game. You enjoyed some of the food after the game. You actually went to one of the places that took... You could you could put, like, coins and hit a button and get food. What did you get out of that? I got some kind of wiener. <laughs> God... I should have cut you off from the drinks earlier. <laughs> We're well, sitting at a beer garden currently, so you you have to understand. Okay. Well, Ariel got some wiener. I uh, <laughs> she also got some fries with quote unquote curry. Turns out it was just tamarind ketchup. It was very sweet, too sweet. Yeah, that and onion sprinkled on was kind of the post game at Ajax. But first of all, getting into the stadium was really hard. There was long lines, and after you get in, though, everything's pretty quick. The booze and food prices are really reasonable. The stadium itself looks kind of dated. It's mostly a concrete construction with some metal around it. I thought it looked really nice. Yeah, it's 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 all right. It's like 90s chic, right? Would you disagree? I love the 90s. There you go. Ariel loves the 90s. A breaking news. But um, <laughs> when we went into the game, um, I thought for a crowd of 50,000, the noise in the stadium was very low. And that might be because Emin is a very small team. And uh, 
it's not really kind of a very exciting game for Ajax fans. So they were kind of subdued. You had this big section, which they call the F side, which has like two decks and... Um, there's only a small little part of it, and you can see this in the video I posted to uh, Twitter or Instagram. This is only, only a small side of the, part of the F side that was kind of really going at it. Occasionally a chant would catch on and the whole stadium would do it and it would be really freaking loud. But that didn't happen much, did it? It happened mostly at the very beginning, so we were kind of amazed at how loud it was the first few minutes, and then it just died down. I would say that the opposing team, though... Their uh, their fans were pretty loud. I was impressed. Yeah, they were at, at certain parts. They they had like a little enclosure pen with like security that they were in, kind of typical for European large stadiums. And uh, the Emin fans, yeah, indeed, were very loud. Uh, I I thought the action itself, like in terms of like being in person, seeing the quality of play, I thought it was it wasn't like that big a leap from MLS. No. It felt pretty similar. Yeah, I mean, like, call this bias, call this whatever, but like a team that made it to the, you know, latter stages of the Champions League, they played okay. I mean, they, they, they were, again, this might be because they were playing down to Emin, but like, it wasn't like, oh my God, he did like 17 sidesteps and 30 Cruyff turns. Like, it wasn't anything like that. And as somebody who's not biased because they still are very new to soccer, it genuinely felt pretty similar. But <laughs> five goals. We, yeah, they did get five goals, which is Do pretty you like exciting. That? I enjoyed that. I almost felt bad for the opposing team. Oh, they just lost no. so badly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, Emin has a stadium of 9,000 people and they were playing in a stadium of 50,000. That's the Air DVC for you. But. Um, yeah, I think overall, though, I mean, I'm glad I went. It wasn't like one of those, oh, my God, it was like unforgettable. I will never forget the day. Was it like that for you? I don't think it was for me. Makes me want to sing Unforgettable by Frank Sinatra, right? <laughs> uh, unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, I forget if that's Sinatra or not. But, uh, hey, speaking of songs, they played a, 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 oh, a, yeah. a Dutch dub of Sweet Caroline at the end there it was great it was so fun yeah it was hilarious and everyone went ba 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 anyway <laughs> okay so I'm gonna try to write an article with more photos more videos on tounitedfans.com about this towards the end of our trip it's kind of hard to find uh, time on the trip to do this because Ariel drags me to all these beer gardens she's like five beers right oh now God. you can't leave before you no, finish them no true story Notch drags me to all the museums we finally got to sit down and just sit in the sun and drink a beer yeah, okay. So nice. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll argue about this afterwards. Uh, <laughs> but uh, So I'll write this article after the trip is done probably, but I hope you, you will read it. But uh, from Notch and Ariel here in Berlin, take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, person that we don't entirely know who you are. Uh, but hey, good job. Yeah, good job, producer Nick. Uh, you get a bust. That's cool. Um, yeah, we're really, not bitter about that at all. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. It's horrible. I mean, anyway, I'm, I'm not upset. I don't even know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Hey. So, really quick, do you want to mention uh, something that is entirely podcast people? Um, the Literally entirely podcast people. Yeah. It's all. It's all podcast people. We, it, it is official. It is happening September 7th at the Minnesota United FC branded futsal court over in St. Paul. Uh, it's basically off of West 7th and St. Clair. Um, the shittily named 
MN Soccer Podcast Charity Cup is happening. That's right. 55 won well, the uh, Daves I know. Leeds Cup was taken. Sorry, so. guys. Um, so 55 won Daves I know. Minnesota Football Show and us in some way, shape, or form um, are all going to be playing futsal. It's going to be a round robin tournament uh, going from noon until four thereabouts. Um, we're all going to be donating a bunch of money to the winning teams charity of choice you can even get in on the action if you are one of the first like eight or so people that wants to play futsal with all of us uh you can donate 10 bucks toss your money into that pot and um, if you have any skills at all you're not allowed to play i'm pretty sure that's the rule um yeah no yeah just remember that as somebody that has not done anything involving physical fitness for more than 10 minutes at a time in about a year and a half um you are going to be playing defense because three on three futsal does not have the offside rule so we'll be talking more about this as the weeks progress. We'll be announcing our charity of choice that unfortunately is not getting a fucking dime. With that, let's move that back hurts. into the championship. But the championship is a game. Chicago with a 3-2 victory somehow, some way over... Oh, wait, it, it's against Montreal. Never mind. Yeah, Montreal has really fallen sense. off recently. Um, they were kind of a back and forth team winning at home, losing on the road, and they've just been... Losing, yeah, for a while, yeah. Um, there was a very strange moment in this game <laughs> where Bakri Sanya just got totally like gassed up by somebody, and I said to everyone, "It's really sad that Bakri Sanya has just really gone retirement league mode on MLS." Not two seconds later, in the highlights, Bakri Sanya gets up on a corner kick and absolutely posterizes Francisco Calvo. It was great. It was amazing. Works I really was forward, so happy. Works over Talbot on his team. Uh, Basti, Feinstadter, um won the game a few yeah. minutes later. It's almost like he should be playing as a 10 instead he, of a center back. During the highlights, I cannot agree with you more. Basti should be playing in front of the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. It's a should. shame that he's not. Yeah. Um, hopefully for Montreal, things do get better. Um, their big deadline day moves included bringing uh, Balu Tabla back from Barcelona B. Uh, they also brought in former Barcelona winger Bojan Kirkic. That's I right. I remember that name. The next Messi himself. Was, it, was he Croatian Messi? Uh, or is he... No, he was actually the first the next Messi. Because oh, he was like... Oh, the Messi's have fallen. Th- I know. <laughs> like, Well, we live in the age of Salah now. There is no more Messi. You can, Sasha, as long as you keep saying that, you can stay as long as you want. Yeah, yeah. but... But if you don't feed me burgers, I'm not going to be coming. I'm not going to be sporting. Guys, if you want a burger, you say you want a burger. Just don't <laughs> yeah. tell me like, you know, at eight o'clock at night, you want burgers. It's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, like my I burger. Have a grill. <laughs> I can grill burgers. My burger is so close, though. Colorado with a 2-1 victory over San Jose. Uh, it is officially confirmed. The plague is a performance enhancing drug. We should ask the question that we ask from time to time. Is Colorado good? I think the post is good. Yeah, the, the post, post is, is God. Good. That's what it is. <laughs> Actually, it is. I think there were there were four shots that hit the same post on the right this game. Yeah, three for Colorado, one or three for Colorado, and then one for San Jose. Yes, um, it just kind of a bonkers game. Diego Rubio with the winner in this one. Uh, the deadline day move to mention San Jose. 
They sold off Annabelle Godoy to incoming MLS side Nashville SC for $650,000 in general allocation money, effective 1-1-2020. What in the fuck is Nashville doing spending $650,000 on a 30-year-old defensive midfielder that isn't that great? Um, They're following the Cincinnati model? I guess. Portland with a 3-1 win over Vancouver. Um, this team had an attempted murder. It I appreciate really it was because did. <laughs> I didn't see a head after that shot from Diego Valeri. Yeah, Valeri <laughs> just rocketed one straight into Ali Adnan. We thought it hit him in the face. Then we thought that he was like one of those, like the clown heads in that like shooting gallery game that oh, carnies yeah. have yeah. where like the head just completely goes backwards. <laughs> Turns out he actually did move his head. So the rocket of a shot hit the crown of his head rather than hitting him square in the face. Um, at the end of the highlights, we watched the Stott Sterling video just to cleanse well, first our palates. Off, introduce Sasha to it. He's never seen it before. And also just to Sasha, how was it? It was wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to uh, really see how close Ali Adan was to a horrible, horrible fate. Yes. Um, Theo Bear with a v- ridiculous 180 degree turn volley. Somehow, probably goal of the week over Hassani Dotson. I mean, I'm sorry, he man. wasn't facing the goal when he like, wound up. That was that was that was insane. multiple layers His of first, ridiculous. Uh, MLS goal. He's 18 years old. Bright future for, for the kid. Yep. Um, um, but, a couple of really good goals for Portland though. Seb Blanco screamer from the corner of the 18. Marvin Loria also turned on one from the outside in this one. Jeremy Abobasi with the insurance goal late on. Um, Atlanta 2-1 victors over NYCFC. Uh, Josh Martinez, his brace in this game, breaks MLS record. Martinez has scored for 10th straight game. That's another record that Zlatan will not have in, at the end of the season. Womp, womp. Oh, um, no. uh, really frustrating moments in this game um, happened not on the field, but actually up in the stands. Um, Atlanta's security vendor um, pulled a number of banners out of the crowd, including an Iron Front sign and a banner that said uh, basically the exact same thing that Alejandro Bedoya The exact said. same thing. Uh, end um, gun violence. To They didn't want to offend those people who want more gun violence. I mean, like... Which... I, it's not what they said, but that's just the only reason I can see why they yeah. didn't take that down. Yeah, I mean, that's where I I want to be a fan of a league that wants more gun violence. So you want to watch more NASCAR? Or? Don't hit on NASCAR. Like I'm going to. Things going no. fast and crashing, fun as shit. Watch Formula One. That's true. Oh, watch One. Rally. Ooh. Ooh. Fair enough. Yeah, both of those are very... <laughs> Very crimulent answers. Uh, Philadelphia with another 2-1 victory. This one over Houston. The big deadline day move. The biggest deadline day move, at least in certain corners of really just our, opposite our hearts. And Texas um, and also in Minnesota. Houston bought Christian Ramirez off of LAFC for 250000 in assorted allocation money. Promptly scored for his new team. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. 
he scores goals and he scores goals in his debut. He scored in his Minnesota United debut, but way back in the NASL. He scored in his MLS debut with Minnesota United. He scored in the LAFC debut he had last year. Or, scored in his first LAFC start. He didn't score in his debut. He was subbed on late. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, scored in his U.S. national team debut. Like, dude scores in his debuts. Early, Great early goals. First impression. Yes, indeed. Um, the other breaking, breaking news that actually happened right as we were about to start recording. Wilmer Cabrera has been fired by the Houston Dynamo following a very poor run of results. I'm I mean, guessing Houston just, they got Ramirez. They're clearly saying we want to start winning again. And maybe this, this canning is also part of that, ooh. part of that strategy. Ooh. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, look, 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 there's no, you know, apart from DeMarcus Beasley, I don't see a defense in Houston, but I see, I see people, I see Christian Ramirez and he wants to score and he wants I mean, to make playoffs. It's hard when your defense is DeMarcus Beasley, who is <laughs> as old as the earth itself. I mean, and yet he's still the most lively player in that back yeah. line. The Angels <laughs> wonder DeMarcus Beasley. I do really like, I know that Davey Arnaud is going to be the interim coach until the end of the year, but. How in the fuck is DeMarcus Beasley not a player coach? I mean, next year. He will be. Yeah, I mean, he... Interim coach will will go back to be assistant coach, and then DeMarcus Beasley will be head coach slash player, because he will never stop playing. He is a Highlander. I mean, he did say that he's retiring at the end of this year. Yeah, I'll I'll believe when I see it. Yeah. Beasley's just uh, been waiting this whole time. (laughs) No, next year there's gonna be a player for Houston named Bamarcus Deasley, and we'll be like, "Oh, wait, this guy's really good." Wearing yeah. a giant like rainbow afro wig. Was it a wig? Is it the Bamarcus Beasley underneath it? We'll never know. Dude, quit stealing my segment. All right, <laughs> um, DC United with a two-one win over the LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy, tons of weird controversy throughout this week. First off, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. About the competitive system in MLS, saying, quote, When you talk about the playoff, you just need to make the playoff. Win the playoff, and that's it. It doesn't matter if you lose or win. How can you learn a strong mentality if you just need to reach the playoffs? I think the system is shit, but that's the way it is. Because you talk about mentality. For me, mentality is every day. The way you train is the way you play the game. He must have trained like shit before this game. He was Jesus, fuck. Garbage. 14 shots in this game, only one of them on target. And that isn't even the best part of this game. This was a DC United without Rooney, who was out for... Upper respiratory <laughs> infection. Right? And uh, LA Galaxy with a seemingly strong Zlatan, and they lose. They And <laughs> honestly, they looked like shit this entire game. It, it was brutal to watch this Galaxy team... I don't know what's going on. One thing that you can say, however, is that the LA Galaxy continue to be up to their old bullshit. Uh, Carlos Pavone. Christian Pavone. Wow. Nick, you get to edit that one out. He's shaking his head. Um, I'm going to say something really offensive here <laughs> to make him actually oh, no. have to edit Tell it. Touch might. Touch might. Touch might. Touch might. Christian Pavone coming in <laughs> from... Boca Juniors just said that. on a free loan, a free loan of all things. That's not a free loan, it's a free transfer. That's not anything. Like, he's your player. Yeah. Have fun. Like, there is reportedly slash obviously a handshake deal in place that would 
trigger a transfer somewhere in the neighborhood of $20 million is what I've heard and seen. I mean, he had interest from Europe for around that much, if yes. not more. So yeah, that would make sense. Yes. Um, that handshake deal is reportedly supposed to come into effect sometime during the 2020 season when, coincidentally enough, uh, the LA Galaxy will no longer have uh, three DPs on their roster because Ramon Alessandrini's contract is done at the end of this year. Zlatan's, I believe, is also probably done at the end of this year. Yeah, both of them. And just in time for them to not make playoffs. Yes, indeed. Um, It... DC and I had also were uh, fairly busy this week. Dealing and dealing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of trades this week happening between teams that played one another. Um, the big one was uh, the Galaxy trading Emma Boateng to DC for 250k and Tam. Um, some of that Tam was subsequently used so DC could go out and get former Galaxy player Ola Kamara. Uh, DC also got uh, Felipe Martins from Vancouver, which pissed off everybody in DC. Because of how much Felipe used to like beat the shit out of them when he played for Red Bulls. So mm-hmm. that was fun. And last game of the week for, in MLS, LAFC 4, New York Red Bulls 2. Carlos Vela is the best player in North America? Carlos Vela had a terrible game, and yet he still had a penalty goal and two assists on set pieces. Yeah. like He's the, he's the best player... In North America, uh, regardless of lead, um, regardless if Zlatan is trying or not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like he might be the best North American male player of all, like international player of all time. At like this point. we were discussing whether or not good. Carlos Vela being as good as he is comes from him trying more than Zlatan, or if he was just that good. I think he's that There's, much more talented. Yeah, I think. There's a little bit of both. It's obvious that he is taking things seriously. He's driven to succeed. But at the same time, he's just that talented. I have a question for you guys. Do you think he's better currently than Obafemi was when he was? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. Easily. 100%. Like, Obafemi Martins was very good in this league. But, but, like, Carlos Vela is on track to have the most combined goals and assists ever in a season and it's not even close. He's like putting up he's like putting up Wayne Drexy numbers while of whom Mar- Martin's put up like Mark Messier numbers. Both were great. Yeah. But one's fucking Hey, Peter Gallery, Bruce Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Bruce I'm saying cut his mic. Oh wait, you don't have one. <sighs> All right. Um, do you want to mention uh before we move on uh, LAFC also signed uh, Brian Rodriguez, a under-20 Uruguay international, um, kind of similar to Thomas Chacon, except for actually scores goals, um, to a young Rude. designated player deal reportedly on a $8 million or so transfer. Uh, Red Bulls also signed Southampton winner Josh Sims to a young DP contract, but that's a loan deal for the Red Bulls and Southampton. With that, let us move in to our next segment, Keep Hope Alive. Here's to open the U.S. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Here's to open the U.S. national teams and the women celebrated a winning a World Cup and the men said qualifying questions for theirs. I know I said that right, but I don't care if I'm listening to this awesome song. I've been here on Proof of British Nick's headphones from... 
good three feet away. You it's have those very loud. Yes, you do. So USSF announced a couple of big promotions. Ernie Stewart is moving into a sporting director role overseeing um, all sporting programs, men's, women's, Paralympic, futsal, beach soccer, you name it. He's running it. Uh, they also announced the signing of Kate Markgraf as the women's GM, uh, the first one that they've had kind of a weird announcement in that it was a big deal that they were signing a women's GM, and then they just had to throw in Ernie Stewart getting a promotion that he didn't really need. A promotion to a position that didn't exist before that exactly. was created for him to maybe feel better about himself? I don't know. Possibly but to it's, it's, insulate... It's an odd thing. Yeah, possibly to insulate a little bit more between... Um, Greg Burhalter, the men's coach, and the potential new CEO, Jay Burhalter, his brother. Um, in the meantime, Kate Markgraf, uh, fantastic career for the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, 201 career appearances, was won the 99ers, also won the 2004 and 2008 Olympic gold medals. Um, she is going to run the entire women's program, hiring coaches, identifying players, um, figuring out the talent ID systems kind of a bit of work to do to overhaul the youth system. They've been underperforming for quite some time, but the biggest thing that's going to be on her plate, hiring the national team coach. Once Jill Ellis departs, she has mentioned a short list of possible candidates. She also said that the um, ideal situation is for them to sign a female head coach which seems to point at Laura Harvey of Utah Royals. We need to pick up for them. Fantastic. We're going to talk about the EPL. Yeah, we're into our segment, They Tall Football. Every football team will be playing football So EPL is back. Oh, there we go. So EPL e- is back. Uh, they might come up with a word, but the English don't call it soccer. And this segment, we talk, about, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. Guys, it's a glorious weekend. It happened. It's back. It seems like it's been so long since Liverpool hoisted that the best trophy in all of Europe. Now we're back. And we are living in the golden age. Because no longer is it Ronaldo and Messi that you hear about every week. I guarantee you this year, every week, you're going to be hearing about Mohamed Salah. I swear to fucking God, if you are jinxing him, that's yeah. me not him would. Like, first him, you said injured. that Minnesota United is going to win the Open Cup. Now you're saying that Mo Salah is going to be messy like, like, i hope you're right I hope, like, I hope you are right but yeah. honestly if you're jinxing right now i will come at you with a fury of a thousand i think we're yeah. safe i think we're safe because salah didn't score the first goal of the epl uh it was uh, actually goal. an own goal, own goal yes yeah. uh grant henley <laughs> own goal uh salah scoring later um virgil van dyke and then divac Origi rounding out the first game of the season for liverpool the first game of the epl 4-1 for norwich uh, for liverpool against norwich city Newcomers of the EPL. Everything was so good, right? Everything was great about this game for you. Except for that one thing. Don't let me say it. Don't let me say it. Okay. Hey, Allison. Hey, Allison. You are out for a couple weeks with a half calf injury. Hey, Allison. Sorry, that's a 
yeah Jeff Rosen talk thing uh, um i mean i i was going to elvis costello because i figured more people would actually know him yeah that's jeff rosen i appreciate it yeah thank you for that yeah. um out for a couple of weeks calf injury could have been a lot fine. worse um honestly thought it was his achilles when it happened he th- said i thought something hit me in the calf and that's like what kevin durant said when yeah. his achilles went all yeah <laughs> so I mean, just a calf injury um uh, adriana trouble did say he's letting her yeah. goal but that goal by uh Putti for finland was uh, for finland uh finish director for norwich yes. was fantastic yes indeed um man city with a five nil whamming of west ham and this just keeps in the nature of the epl yeah, sorry. No, no. Uh, anything Liverpool can do, uh, City can do better, right? And they come and win it 5-0. Uh, Gabriel Jesus opens it up opens it up in the 25th minute. Raheem Sterling, whoever had them on his on their fantasy team this week, got a whole bunch of points because he got the first hat trick of the season. Whoever had him on their team until a few years ago. <laughs> you know, we did a lot of crap for that. Liverpool does for selling him for 50 million pounds, I think it was. That was a great deal at the time. That how many European tro- how how many European trophies does he have? How many league trophies does he have? Not the point. No, I think that's Not exactly the point. The point. Not wow. the point. Uh, <laughs> that got cold. honestly, I I do yeah. really respect and appreciate Raheem Sterling. Yeah, way he left wasn't great for me, but I understand why he wanted to leave at the time yeah. where Liverpool was. But also, what he's faced as a footballer isn't in the EPL and as part of the English national team and the way he's handled it. He's a fantastic human yeah. being and yeah, it's, his kid is a Liverpool fan. So that's okay. There we go. Yeah. Also uh, should be noted that Kunaguero, knowing that he needs to get uh, ahead for the golden ball race, losing it last year by just one goal. He scored in the 86th minute with a pen- with a penalty. Yeah. Kunaguero is going to get goals every other gamers here. So yep. I don't think he's slowing down quite yet. Um, he's, He's a poacher at heart, and he still has the foot speed to get those goals. And I mean, this was a penalty, so it was easy. Yes, for him. indeed. Um, um, among the challengers for that uh, Golden Boot race, uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang also gets off the mark. Um, Arsenal with a one nil away win against Newcastle. Um, kind of a slow start for Arsenal, but sort of to be expected given the fact that a lot of the new signings, Nicolas Pepe, Kieran Tierney, coming in on deadline day as well. Uh, David Louise coming in on deadline day. Um, <laughs> dude, you realize that our, you realize how many times we started Schroda Mustafi last year. When you looked at it that back line, you're like, get better from there. <laughs> you know what this needs? David Bob. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, yeah. I do want to mention um, two others that were missing from this game. Mesodos Olsay, Kalashnak. Um, continued security threats following uh, the attempted carjacking a few weeks ago. Uh, reports suggest that some rival street gangs in North London um, have targeted both of them for continued violence after um, Kalashnak chased off a carjacker. I wish I was making this up. But it is actually a sad and serious situation, and they probably will be left out of the team for the foreseeable future until um, some sorts of security arrangements can be made. So watch that space. Um, Manchester United, 4-0 win over Chelsea. 
dear God. Um, I think the biggest mistake here was not starting Pulisic for Chelsea. If they would have started him, he's the American god of soccer. He would have scored seven goals. They would have won seven four. Yeah, Pulisic didn't really look all that great in his half-hour cameo. Yeah. Um, Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford, Daniel James, just... Omar, is, is Manchester United actually going to be good this year? I think it's more of a condemnation of how where Chelsea is. They didn't yeah. make any signs this season. They sold a, probably a great locker room presence in David Luiz. Um, they had to keep Kurt Zuma on their team. That's rough. Wow. Like, um, I mean, really, if you look at their starting lineup, uh, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, just two players who were on low in the championship last year and played well there, yeah. but weren't they not were ready not for at, Yeah, they weren't at the level that you would expect of a Chelsea player. They probably need another season, you know, maybe playing for a lower tier Premier League team before they really do age into that squad. The problem is that Frank Lampard, who, by the way, also has to come up with how to coach a you know, top level Premier League team has to do all of this without the assistance of bringing in better players. Yeah. And honestly, I think it'll end up being okay for Chelsea in the long run. I think they'll make the Europa League. Um, I think they'll be their sixth or seventh in this league. And that's bad for Chelsea and, you know, compared to where they have been in previous years. But this finally just in the chance to dig into that fantastic academy they have. And their youth system has been has been fantastic that they've been just ignoring and spending spending yeah. much of money on players that are established in different leagues. Right. And this can actually get better talent out through the ranks and save money in the long run. Um Lampard probably did a longer leash than Sari did because he's Club Legend. Club legend all that. And, yeah, yeah, all that. So and the circumstances that he's in. Um, but I think the young players will develop and they'll bring in some more tiny players we don't really know about yet. And that could hit in the Premier yeah. League. Or it, 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 I still think it's going to be a work in progress and they're going to end up with a pretty big hill to climb. That's what I would be worried about if I was a Chelsea fan. But as an Arsenal fan, it's fantastic. Um, Let's move into our final segment really quick here. Oh, I was, if you did. I was going to say, rest of the stores just real quickly. No, yeah, yeah, no huge shocks in yeah. this one. Uh, Bournemouth won, Sheffield United won. The Welcome Blades at their first Woo-hoo! point in the lead. Yeah, Vanessa Gold Blades. Um, they're, yep. the t- they're the team that uh, the main character of characters from the Full Monty support. So that's a fun fact for you guys. Uh, Burnley three, Southampton zero, uh, Crystal Palace zero, Everton zero. Uh, Watford zero, Brighton Hove Albion three. Graham Potter making some magic with yeah. Brighton. That was perhaps a big surprise. Uh, Tottenham also with a three-one win Sorry. over Aston Villa and Leicester nil, Wolves nil. First use of VAR to disallow a goal was in the Premier League was used in this match, disallowing a goal from Leander, Leander Den Donter of uh, Wolves after his after a ball hit what, Willie Bolly. Yep, hit Willie Bolly on the way in, not on the, off of the hand. Not on, the, not on his woolly bullies, but on his hand. <laughs> I'm not Let's sorry for that. I'm not sorry for that. I will not apologize. Segment. 
They don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do, though. In this segment, we talk about soccer from the rest of the world. A couple of quick notes. The following leagues are back with nothing shocking happening in their first games. Liga, the Eredivisie, and the Portuguese Liga. Yeah. Tons of things starting up and no surprises happening. Some rumors from PSG to, and Barcelona. Um, possibilities of a player swap from Neymar going back to Barcelona in exchange for Ivan Rakitic and Filipe Coutinho going to the Parisians. That would be intriguing. Uh, this is your annual reminder. The Bundesliga starts next week and yet they play in the German Cup. Before that even starts, yes, that's right, Bundesliga teams play in the first round of the DFB Pokal before the Bundesliga even fucking starts. Thoughts? I I think the Germans know what they're doing, and I'm excited to see where Borussia Dortmund ends up this year. Hopefully not a couple points behind first like they did. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig and, uh, well, Spider Leverkusen, Schalke, all the regular... Uh, candidates. I mean, it should be a good season. It'll be interesting to see if Schalke can work their way back. Um, quick update from Liga MX. Uh, Tigres with a 3-1 win over Nicaxa. Uh, before the game, Tigres surprised their newly minted all-time leading goal scorer, Andre Pierzyniak, with a mariachi band containing one person for every single one of his 105 goals scored for the club. Wait. Yes, that's right. 105 mariachis this all is, in one place. This is meant as like a gift, not like a punishment. That's what they said. I I don't understand the damn match. Like, I just realized that. I, I feel like there's something in this that should have gone in confessions. I just can't figure <laughs> it out because it makes no fucking sense and it sounds like a nightmare. Um, um, real quick, um, did you have anything else on that? On that game at all, or um, he then promptly scored three more goals uh, in twenty-three minutes, game. no less. Uh, all you need to know about Tigres is they have dope kits, so they score dope goals. Uh, real quick, um, Sasha, you're a sp- fan of Spartak Moscow. How are they doing this year? Or how how did their first week go? Uh, I think a couple weeks in, and they're at the bottom, middle bottom of the table, and not doing Ooh. so hot. <laughs> Sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> How do you see the season going? Any thoughts on the Russian Premier League as we don't really have any Russian Premier League experts ever on this podcast? And I'm not an expert at all, but I think, close. Close <laughs> I think, I think Zenit will probably win it. Uh, FC Krasnodar, maybe, probably Ruben Kazan, Ruben Kazan in the top three. Okay. <laughs> we'll definitely check that at the end of the season and we'll totally remember what you said. Uh, moving on, uh, let's, do you have any confessions this week, Colin? I don't. All right, let's move on to our plugs. Where can they find you at uh, social medias and all that stuff? Gotcha, Duff. Social media. Sorry. That's no, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, uh, I'm on Twitter at, at PickupLine. Colin? Uh, you can find me at The Attachment. You can find my writing over at E Pluribus Lunum. Um, I've been pretty busy writing up scouting reports and stuff like that. I'm at K Olson 716. Notch is at, or I mean, that mysterious voice at the beginning of the podcast is at Lock, Stock, Spock. We all, all three of us tweet from the handle at United Fans. 
Um, that's two spelled out. T W O. Exactly. And uh, Complete Darkness by Press.com. It's a book that recaps the entire 2018 season. I did a bunch of game recaps for that, so buy that. That'd be great. Um, Person Nick, you can find all of his thoughts on just random shit, I guess, at, at <laughs> Nick Rodriguez. That's one way to put it. Yep. Um, thanks to Tectonics for the use of their song Lustless from their album uh, Adequate Inanimate uh, EP. Um, they, they're a great band and they're I think they're still around. Yeah. I should check with Eric about that. You um, should ask. <laughs> you should ask that. But um, if they're not buying this stuff on Bandcamp. And yeah, they'll still so, get money for it, maybe. Yeah, it's hopefully. right. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, make sure to check us out on all fine podcast purveyors everywhere. Uh, just Google it. I'm sure you'll find it. <laughs> um, we will be back in another seven days with more discussion of the soccer world. Have a good rest of the Shame, no sense of justice.